You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. 1800 060-896 or visit Big finish coming up. Gav gets to work now on South Coast Arden. It goes up to join Phase of Glory. My mate Pog has the last crack but accelerating South Coast Arden puts a space in them and South Coast Arden will win it by four metres to my mate Pog. Third home yeah, the Chris Bars, we talked about that race yesterday on Mobile Rolling that South Coast Arden was a class act running at Bathurst. Started 225, not the favourite. The favourite was um, the third horse there. A phase of glory started at $1.95, but too good. Chris didn't, did it tough, but too classy. South Coast Arden, good morning. Yes, Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. He is a quality horse, there's no doubt about it. That was his first start since contesting the New Zealand Cup last year. So it was a dramatic class drop for him, and he had good trial form at Menangle leading into that assignment last night. So he was able to work away from the inside, get around, park outside the leader and favourite, put them away. Queensland is on the radar. Nothing confirmed as yet. They want to let the horse do the talking, but they're very mindful that uh, there are some key assignments here in July. So not locking it in, but it's certainly uh, uh, there, and and they're aware that uh, those big races come up in July, and they're also aware that the Inter-Dominion at the end of the year is another likely uh, destination as well. So we'll wait and see, but uh, that's a good, uh, pleasing start point last night, what we saw there. Yeah, about won 14 races from 40 starts and over a half million dollars in stakes, South Coast Arden. I know Darren Weeks has got some firepower at Albion Park on Saturday night. We know about speeches, Silver Chris, but also a promising younger horse as well, and he joins us. Darren, good morning. Yeah, morning, Chris. Uh, you are taking some firepower to the track here on Saturday night. And Badland is a horse that I'm very curious about. We spoke uh, probably about a month or so ago. You said you like this guy. You had to bring him back in because he was basically doing too well in the paddock. So that victory on Tuesday, did that shock you in any way, shape or form? Uh, I thought he'd go well, Chris, but um, he, he went really well. We were, we were really happy with the run. So, yeah, he's um, progressing nicely. Yeah, there was so much to like about that win. Three wide solo last half, and then he was able to put them away really convincingly over the latter part. So plenty of upside. Yeah, I think going forward, he's, um, you know, he's going to be a strong horse. Um, You know, we'll probably see the best of him as a three-year-old, but um, we're just trying to sort of look after him a bit now and have him ready for those $250,000 races a bit later on, and uh, we just want him right for those, and... Um, they're the they're the main target. Okay, just on the physical makeup of the horse, uh, he's still listed as a colt, but he looks like he's a he's a chunky little fella. He is, yeah. He's a he's a well put together little guy. He's um, he just needs to strengthen up a bit, but he's um, he's still a colt, and he's uh, got a beautiful temperament. He's really easy to work with, and doesn't look at the girls, and um, so that's very pleasing too, you know. Okay. How does he come through Tuesday? Yeah, well, that's one of his, the main features. He's um, He is a great doer and, and he's tough and strong and, and he does handle that racing well. Okay. Now, you, you knew where you were going to draw with this race on Saturday night because he's got that ODM tag, but uh, how, how do you sort of measure up the rivals here on Saturday night? Uh, it's, it, it's a pretty tough race, Chris. They're... Um, 
Peter McMullen's two-year-old trial brilliantly, you know, a week or so ago, and um, you know it, it'll be a fast-run race, and there's plenty of depth in the race. Um, we're out of the draw, so that's not going to do us any favours at all. Um, I actually thought he wouldn't make the Breeders' Final. I thought he would be in the consolation, so I wasn't too worried about being OD in the consolation, but uh, <laughs> he, he got a berth in the final. So anyway, we'll, we'll go around and see how we go. OK, so all the good plans have backfired there. But if he gets the, the right sort of run on Saturday night and they sort of overdo it early, he's capable of winning this race. Oh, most certainly, if 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 the race is run generally and there's a bit of pressure on up front, I'll guarantee he'll be running on strong, you know? Okay. Well, that's Badlander. He's a very progressive type. I, I'm going to ask you this question. I'm keen to, to sort of see where you sit here because you've got Badlander, who's a nice cult. You've got Soap Opera, who's a nice filly. Right now, who's got the, the, the upper hand? Is it the girls or the boys overall here in Queensland? Uh... Well, it's hard to say. I, I think there's some good boys there that'll get stronger as the year goes on. They usually get tougher, um, stronger by the end of the year. Um, and saying that, there, there's some good girls around too, you know. So it's it's going to be a strong year. There's more to be produced yet, I would say. So, yeah, I just hope we've got a couple that uh, are <laughs> good too to produce. Yep, Absolutely. Uh, let's talk about the mare, Cat King Cole. She's second up on Saturday night, and you've thrown into a, a mare's open. She comes up with a good gate, gate two. What did you make of the first up victory in 54-7? Yes, really pleasing. Um, she did it quite easily. She she got the back off a bit in the middle and, and sprint, sprint home, but um, it was quite an easy run for her. Um, so, yeah, it's quite a big uh, step up in grade on Saturday night, but uh, it's not an ideal path to take. It's not one I'll usually take, but, you know, because of the, the handicapping system and stuff, it's uh, these horses get thrown into the deep end before they before you have to, you know. Mm. Were you expecting such a strong race? Yes, yeah, no, I thought it'd be very strong, but I just thought we're better off taking them on where we were drawing better than them than, than waiting till we were drawing, you know, bad against them, you know. Yeah. What do you do tactically here? You've got, you know, a good draw gate two. She's a gate speed mare, but you've got informed fit mares drawn to your outside that like to get up on the speed themselves. Red Tricks, Uptown Beach Girl. Do you sort of toy with the possibility of driving her with a sit there on Saturday night? Uh, the horse will sort of tell... Kylie what what she wants to do you know she's not exactly the most um easy to get on with horse to drive so um you know if she can hold the front I mean ideally you're better off having the dangers parked out outside of you so um it'll just depend what sort of tempo's being set and um you know it's up to Kylie to make up her mind from there okay where do we go after Saturday night with Cat King Cole uh, we'll just get her through this run and then um, I'll probably only race her every two or three weeks. So um, we'll just work backwards from the hate and, and find something for her in between, you know. Okay. Feature Silver, your other runner on Saturday night, lines up in the open. He's got a take on last week's winner, Pete said so, and turn it up, who's the reigning uh, Queensland older horse of the year. Did he give you a little flutter there at the top of the straight there last week because I'll admit I sort of thought he might be a bit of a chance yeah I got a bit excited turning for home and 
he uh, he just died the the last bit. He ran out of fitness, but yeah, the run was super. We were super happy with him. Yeah, yeah, he's progressing really well off that long break. He certainly is, and his uh, his work's been that much sharper this week. So um, no, we're really happy with where he's at. Okay, so he comes up with a handy draw here Saturday night. Drawn four, drawn inside your main dangers. Can you use him early here on Saturday night? Uh, yeah, we're thinking about it. Yeah, the uh, the one the one horse gets out pretty good. He's the only sort of um, trouble there. But um, I think we're going to have to run him out a bit and get underneath those others at the start and see what happens, you know. Okay. So he is coming along really well and he's trained on well since that last start. So is he a bit like Cat King Cole? Every sort of two weeks you, you'll look at sort of just lining him up? Uh, yeah, he, he, he's... Um... He's a lot sort of tougher horse that can probably race week to week for a while, but, you know, we won't um, knock him around. We'll sort of pick races that suit him too. He he never seems to draw that well. and um, So, you know, but he, he is a strong horse that can probably do, race a lot more than what she can, you know. Yeah. Three really good chances there, though, on the weekend. Uh, yeah, well, we're happy taking them in anyway, so hopefully everything goes well. All right, awesome. I really appreciate the time, Darren. We'll see you trackside on Saturday night. All right. Thanks, Chris. There's Darren Weeks joining us. So three excellent chances, Steve. So uh, hopefully uh, there'll be a winner amongst that trio. And uh, they all look to have really good claims there. So we'll watch with interest. It's a good card on mm. Saturday night. Uh, I want to chat with Ricky Elchin because uh, he's a busy man right now. And it's normally around this time, Steve, that he's starting to look at, you know, having his uh, team campaign here in the Sunshine State. He's got a runner here on Saturday night, but he's also got a stack of runners at Menangle on Saturday night, and he's also got a runner tonight at Penrith. So he's about to join us, and we can ask him. Ricky, good morning. Good morning, Chris. How long will it be before you've got a team campaigning here in the Sunshine State? Uh, we'll probably leave here next Thursday, I'd say. Um, mm -hmm. Might have a couple of runners next Saturday night. All right. How many are you looking at bringing up this year? Uh, we're not 100% sure at the moment. We're just sort of waiting to get through the regional finals here on Saturday night. Um, and if the two in the final happen to win or run a place, well, then they have to go around again the following week. So, I don't know, maybe 8 to 12 or just... We'll just see. We'll rotate a few. Yeah, yeah. That, That's about normal for you, though, when you come up here each and every time this year? I think last year we ended up with around 15, and it's sort of... Um, it didn't make it much of a holiday. It was pretty pretty full on. But, I mean, we're up there to race as well. So, um, yeah, we'll just, we're just going to take it one step at a time. There's a few trotters or young, like three-year-old trotters and things like that that we may bring up as, as we go. But, yeah, we'll take it as it comes. Okay. So, less horses, more fishing time. <laughs> well, more, more social time. <laughs> uh, I've got to ask uh, one of your stable stars, Tardelli. Is he close? Is he likely to trial next week? Yeah, he he is. He's just he was ready to go when he had, he had a minor setback, which has just taken a little bit longer to get over than I was hoping. But he's he's ready to roll. Um, he'll, he'll have a pretty serious hit out here sometime this week. He will trial at Menangle Wednesday, and he'll be on the float Thursday heading up. Okay. Has he filled out since, you know, uh, we've last seen him? He hasn't raced since last year. So is he, has he filled out? Has he thickened up? Has he matured? Yeah, he has. He's, um, you know, he's had a, a good foundation, this preparation. Um, he's had a lot of groundwork 
Um, he's muscle dried up. He's a lovely colt, and he's ready, you know, ready to step out. Okay, there's one more invite for a three-year-old to contest the Rising Sun. Would you consider that, or is that a little bit too much too soon for him? Oh no, we. I know um, the connections would definitely consider it. Um, you know, everything would have to fall into place. He'd have to, you know, obviously come out and do something to make selectors look at him. But he's definitely got the writing on the wall already, and you know, I'm really happy with where he's at. So, um, you know, I expect him to to be pretty forward when I get him up there. And you know, if that happens to come our way, well, well, I'm sure we'd probably jump at the opportunity. Okay, first target for him will it be a, a title defence of the Rick Lavealing Sale Series? Yeah, that that's his. That'll be his first assignment. Okay, awesome. So we'll watch for him at the trials next week. I've got to ask about your runner on Saturday night in the three-year-old Qbread Breeders Classic final, Sam Murray. We've seen this filly here previously. Barrier five. You've engaged Robbie Morris. Uh, what are the expectations here? Um, look, she's. She's three-legged now, that little filly. She's um, She raced well at Pen- uh, Newcastle last week. She was narrowly beaten in a, a good mile in 155 up there. Look, she tries her heart out, and that's going to take her a long way. Um, you know, she's probably not an elite filly or, or above average or anything like that, but one thing she does is she tries her, tries her heart out, and that will um, get her a lot of places. All right. Uh, in the Group 1 Tab Regional Championship final for the Metro Horses there on Saturday night, you've got two runners qualified, Joe the Bookie and Soho Rhapsody. You're going to partner Soho Rhapsody. Josh Dickey will come up from Melbourne to drive Joe the Bookie. How did that come about? Um, yeah, well, Joe, um, Josh drove Joe the Bookie um, for his three wins down in Melbourne. When I had a campaign down there at the end of last season for Vic Bread and Breeders Crown, um, Joe the Bookie came across from Tassie and I don't like driving in Melbourne. So Josh drove him three, oh, I think we only raced him four times for three wins. And yeah, the owners just said, you know, he had a good relationship with him and they were happy to bring Josh up. Okay, awesome. Who's the, the better of the two chances out of them? Oh, look, just depending on how the race has run, um, I've stuck with Soho Rhapsody. I've got a lot of time for the mare, so and I think she's absolutely flying. So, um, but at the same time, you know, if Joe the bookie's in the top half of the field, which he should be, and there's no tempo, well, it's going to make it hard for the, you know, the back marks to get into the race. But if it's run through, um, Soho Rhapsody won't be too far away. Okay. And the other horse that I wanted to ask about on Saturday night that starts for you is Escape the Pace, formerly with Barry Purden and, and Scott Feeling. Scored last week. Could this horse, and you know your way around a good trotter, could this horse be sort of, you know, a, a horse that you could target the great square with? Look, that's I've got that in mind. Um, I haven't had her all that long. She's got quite a quite a good record. Obviously, the style of racing in New Zealand is different to what we used to hear at Menangle. And uh, her first run, she just, you know, it was all too much for her, the mobile over the mile. Um, she was good over the distance last week and she's um, really settled in and I'm sure the ability's there, um, Chris. So, yeah, we'll probably, you know, bring her up and uh, my other three-year-old filly, Tuffer, who's on the way up, she, she's one filly that I'd definitely consider um, the square with as well. And we also had What's Up Party Time, who's just doing a few things wrong at the moment, but on ability... 
um, you know, he definitely wouldn't be out of a race like that either. So we've got a few earmarked for that. Things just have to fall into place. Okay, so bottom line, you will have a representative in the in the grade square. Can escape the pace uh, win again on the weekend? Um, back to the mobile mile, but if she does everything right, yeah, definitely. I think on ability, um, you know, she's as probably as talented as anything in there, but, you know, regular tyres going really well. These sectionals were good. Um, Aldebar and well, whatever Sophia's horse is called, it's been going good. Um yeah, but she definitely can win if she does everything right. Okay. And just quickly, uh, on your star two-year-olds, Luxa Turner, the filly, the Colt Soho Spectra, what's the update with both of them? Yeah, Luxa Turner, she had five weeks off after Bathurst. She's back in work about three weeks. She's ready to um, start doing something. I'll probably throw the hobbles on her on Saturday. Um, she will target the Nutrient Sales Race the start of August down in Melbourne. Come back here for Breeders' Challenge and then Breeders' Crown in November, and that'll wrap her two-year-old season up. Soho Spectra's still out. Um, he'll come back in the end of next week, and he's got Vic Bread, Breeders' Crown, and then that will wrap his two-year-old season up. Okay. Well, listen, well, there's plenty to look forward to. Uh, hopefully you can jag a Group 1 victory there on Saturday night with that uh, Tab Regional Championship Metro final. Looking forward to seeing you up here in Queensland next week, hopefully. No worries, Chris. It's um, they're actually not group ones now that the um, now that the prize money group status has changed. But it would still be nice to win a hundred thousand dollar race. So yes. we'll be giving it our best and can't wait to get up there. Thanks, Ricky. Ricky Elshin joining us this morning on Mobile Rolling. Storm leads by six metres. Sangria Real is chasing hard in second place, but the leader's absolutely cruising. Hampton Banaranda third, then came the Mustang, a long gap to the other trio, and Magnificent Storm is sizzling away from its rivals. Leads by 12 metres to Sangre Real. In third place is Hampton Banner, and then the Mustang at Waterbury, but Magnificent Storm opening up in the final hundred, and DeCambe sends him to the post and wins brilliantly. Magnificent He's Storm. a star, all right, of a Perth harness racing Magnificent Storm, and that driver is our guest, Aidan DeCampo, Chris, on Mobile Rolling. He's with us now. How are you, Aidan? Yeah, good, guys. Good morning. Good morning to your listeners. That was his last win a couple of weeks ago. He was a jet off the arm, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Um, he's always shown pretty good gate speed in his in his career and um, you know, drawn wide over that 1,700-metre um, trip at Gloucester Park to get a pretty good run at it. So, um, you know, down to the front and that's all he had to do. So that was a good feeling that night uh, with Magnificent Storm. Last week you hopped on Shockwave. He made his return to the racetrack and was able to score. What felt better? <laughs> it's a hard one, Chris. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, Magnificent Storm done it really easily out in front. And he's obviously wound up with a few runs under his belt. And um, Shockwave was finished out for 22 months. And, um, you know, it was, a, it, was a, it was a good feeling to win on Shockwave, just uh, knowing Ryan really well and uh, all the struggles he's had with the horse. It was good to have him back. So, um, yeah, it's a good problem to have for me at the moment. Aidan, can I just ask about the situation with um, uh, Corda Parsi? We know about what happened in the big race over there, the Nullarbor, and uh, he, he obviously got taken off the horse. Can you tell us how that all played out? And were you surprised to get the call? Um, I can't really tell you how it played out. I kind of stayed out of it a little bit. Um, I have filled in on the horse, um, you know, when Eldo's had time or when he had a really bad fall over here. 
uh, was managed to be unbeaten on him in three drives prior to um, giving the drive on the horse. So, um, yeah, I'm not quite sure. I'm not quite sure if Connections um, wanted to make a change or something like that. But, um, you know, when a drive comes around like that, I, I jumped at the chance and, um, yeah, happy to, happy to be aboard him. Well, you're the man in the hot seat right now. Please tell me that these horses aren't on any sort of collision course in the short term because you don't want to be forced into making a choice one over the other, surely. No, not at this stage. Um, I'm pretty sure, um, you know, Magnificent Storm just went out for a week's break and I'm pretty sure he's going to have one or two runs uh, just depending on how he goes before heading to Queensland um, in the next month. And um, Shockwave's probably just going to have two or three runs and um, probably not probably not crush with him and then head to the paddock and come back to the bigger races, our bigger race at the end of the year. So, um, you know, all things going well with both horses. So hopefully we have to make that decision at the end of the year. But at this stage, hopefully they stay away from each other. Okay. Just, just tease me a little bit here. If you had to make a decision tomorrow, if they were both racing a GP tomorrow night, which, which way are you leaning if you can sort of say one way or the other? Probably Magnificent Storm at this stage. Um, you know, he's wound up. He's got race under his belt. Shockwave's coming back off a lengthy spell. And, um, you know, going forward, you know, with Shockwave's problems, you never know how long he's going to last as well, you know. So, um, you know, it's a really, really hard hard, hard decision to make. But, um, yeah, if it was tomorrow night at Gloucester Park, probably I'd probably be on Magnificent Storm. But um, you don't know what's going to happen, you know, a year down the track or okay. so. Yeah, sure. Uh, now, with Magnificent Storm, they're keen to get to Queensland for our carnival over here. Are, are you locked in? Would you be prepared to make the, the trip across the Nullarbor to drive here during our carnival? Yeah, I'm definitely coming over um, at awesome. this stage. Uh, I've got the flights booked and all that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, looking looking forward to it. And, yeah, that's probably another reason I'll be sticking with um, Magnificent Storm tomorrow <laughs> night if they were racing. Uh, it's good to see. Are you looking forward to the carnival? What, what What's the vibe like? Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm really excited. I've, um, you know, once once you've been involved in harness racing for as long as I have, you always want to compete against the best, and um, you know, finally get an opportunity to do that with a horse that's probably, um, you know, got to prove himself against that um, Grand Circuit caliber horses. And um, yeah, really looking forward to it. I'm really excited. Would you be looking to sort of try and pick up a few outside drives as well? I wouldn't mind it. Uh, it's not the be all end. I would like to probably have a drive or two before I um, get on Magnificent Storm on, on the 8th, I think. I wouldn't mind picking up one or two earlier in the meeting just to get a feel for Albion Park because I've never driven there before. So, um, or that. But, um, yeah, it's not the be-all, end-all. If, if I happen to pick up a drive or two, it wouldn't be wouldn't be the worst thing. But at, at the end of the day, I wouldn't uh, lose any sleep if I didn't. Yeah, OK. Uh, the other one, uh, just from a Perth point of view, wonderful to fly. There's a possibility that she could come uh, to Brisbane as well for a couple of races, the Rising Sun, the Group 1 Golden Girl. How, how good is wonderful to fly, in your opinion? I think she's a super super man now, uh, Chris. She's She's been driven a fair bit outside of her comfort zone um, over here because she has been the best filly and the best mare. Um, and she's been driven tough and it's been, um, you know, Everyone's been driving to beat her, so there's 11 other horses in the race driving to beat her every week. Uh, her best asset's her speed. She's electric at um, over 600 metres, so I think she's going to be a better horse once she goes up a bit against better opposition, where she can be the hunter, not the hunted. Um, and I, I expect her to you know, measure up with um, you know, our, our free-for-alls once she um, does happen to you know, go into that grade in that capacity. Okay, so she'll compete with anything she goes up against. I think so. I, she trialled a couple of weeks ago against Shockwave and Swingband and um, covered us both over the last 100. I was in the breeze and Shockwave. And she was on me back and, um, yeah, peeled off me back and it ran home and, um, 
low twenty sevens, and um, she she got over the top of us, you know. So her her speed's unquestioned. Okay. Well, hopefully, racing Queensland officials send her an invite to contest the Rising Sun. You've got a number of drives tomorrow night at Gloucester Park. What's the pick of them at this early stage? Yeah, look, it's a, it's one of those uh, hard-looking nights when you've got a lot of outside draws at Gloucester Park. It does make it a little bit hard, but um, the horse I'm driving of my own in the first strike team, he's first up from a spell, but I think um, there'll be enough speed on early if we get back and um, he's working up really nicely. I think he's quite a nice horse, so um, he'll be almost double-figure odds, so something each way there, wouldn't it? Okay, race one, number six. Aiden, really appreciate the time this morning. Can't wait to see you over here in Brisbane driving during our carnival with this star horse, Magnificent Storm, but I really appreciate the time today. Yeah, can't wait to get up there. Uh, middle of winter over here is much fun, so um, yeah, looking forward to getting up there and seeing a bit of sun, uh, having a beer or two as well. Thanks, Aiden. Make it a forex or something like that. Aiden DeCampo joining us this morning. Thanks to Garrards. Still hasn't opened up. Now it goes for it. Leading at 10 metres to Goodfellas. Just accelerated away from them. Third is Tricky Mickey as they corner, but it looked all over. Wonderful to flies a mile out in front. In second place, Goodfellas. Tricky Mickey will have the job of trying to run it down. Wonderful to fly is well clear. This race was over in a twinkling of an eye. It's uh, 10, 12 metres in front of Goodfellas and then Tricky Mickey, but an easy win to Wonderful to fly. As in Anticipated, of course, by Maddie Young. Chris, that was like watching a trial, wasn't it, last week with Wonderful Fly? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, they paid the ultimate prize because they allowed her to really control the tempo early and uh, then she just blasted home in brilliant sectionals. The obvious question for Maddie as I say good morning, what more does she have to do? What are racing Queensland officials looking for that she already hasn't done? Uh, good morning to you, Chris, Steve, everyone tuned in. Yeah, look, I think uh, I win the other day it was uh, a paid trial, you would almost say. Uh, she beat the Derby winner and beat him easily, and uh, she's beaten a couple of nice horses. One didn't get involved earlier, things wrong. But um, sectional-wise, well, she hasn't done anything brilliant last week, but uh, she just dropped them. And as Aidan just alluded to, like her, her asset is her speed, so I'd love to see her. Uh, go into the rising sun and sit on a horse like Leap to Fame and I think she'd uh, stick to his helmet for a long time and definitely, um, I'm not saying she'd beat Leap to Fame like I don't, um, my um, patriarchy of WA doesn't go that far. I think Leap to Fame is probably the best horse in the country um, but I believe uh, she she could definitely stick with him able to earn maximum dollars for uh, Shane in the rising sun from the good draw on was, the way that the race could be run. It was a really good point, uh, and I want to get your thoughts on that, that Aiden just sort of raised with Wonderful to Fly. She's always been the hunted over there, and she's very rarely the hunter, and she'll get that opportunity to be the hunter here in Queensland. So do you agree with that? Yeah, I do. Um, I think she's going to be one of those rare mares that um, can race against the uh, free-for-all boys uh, over here and uh, and compete at a high level. She's She sits on speed really well and she kicks home nicely. As Aidan mentioned, that trial that we Shockwave and uh, we see Shockwave trial really well there. When last Friday, free-for-all was with his ears pricked going to the line and the plugs in. So but that's the level that she's capable of when she just isn't used early. And um, I'm we're really excited to see how she goes in that sort of company because um, even if you go all the way back to the Golden Slipper, she was knocked over at the at 350 and she still rocketed home and finished sixth on that occasion. But the way she got home, if she didn't get knocked, I'm not saying she would have won the race, but it was 
signs of boy, they've really got a, a good quality filly here that can match up with the boys. Yeah, it's a fair point. How uh, how excited was everyone over there in Perth last week to see Shockwave return in that sort of fashion? Yeah, look, it was fantastic. Um, I was at Wage and, and enjoying the cool conditions there. It's just, it was just great to see. And um, another point that Aidan alluded to, the struggles they've had with this horse to see him come back and perform at the top of his game. And I just love the way he did it, Chris. Like, uh, if you watch the replay back closer, and I'm big on this, is uh, seeing how horses hit the line in their victories. And he pulled clear of them at the straight. And uh, being uh, a bull, he was just like, yeah, I've got you all covered. And that's I'm happy with You can just see... The ears flick back and forth, and it's just a sign of arrogance. It's like I can boss it if I want to, but I don't need to. So um, that's really exciting that he's come back. And they did mention in the lead up to that he's still got that killer instinct, and we saw that on Friday because sitting parked in 57-1, first up for two years, is um, is absolutely outstanding. Yeah, he's a proper racehorse, there's no question. Shockwave. And then it continued on Tuesday night, never-ending, making it two for two. He's got absolutely awesome sort of speed and strength, this horse. So he's looking the good so far, this campaign. Yeah, he is. I've got, there's a slight concern I have with him. He wants to over-race. Um, he wanted to over-race again on uh, Tuesday, and it's something that I've been trying to work on in uh, the trials with him just sort of retraining him off the arm trying to get him settled because it was becoming a little bit of an issue heading towards the end of his last preparation. So, look, I think he's a, he's a bit of a freak, the horse. Uh, his uh, ability and speed and uh, durability is unquestioned, but I'm just a little bit concerned. If there is a concern, that's what we've got to do with form animals. We've got to try and assess the situation, and um, I think that could be an issue going forward, especially over the longer journey. So... Uh, no doubt Justin's aware of that. I'm pretty sure they are aware of that. And they'll be um, trying to work through it through this preparation. But at this stage, he, he looks nearly untouchable. Yeah. Ten races tomorrow night at GP. The feature is the Group 3 Diamond Classic for the three-year-olds. Where do we find your best bet? Yeah, look, the meeting is um, it's an intriguing sort of program. I was happy to be with uh, Goodfellas in the first. I know Aiden just tipped his horse a little bit on an each-way basis, who uh, he's a very nice horse strike team, but uh, I'm a big fan of him when he can lead, and I just don't think he can get to the top. But I think there's going to be enough speed in the race to suggest that Goodfellas can get the job done. So we'll kick it off early, race one. I think he's number five, Goodfellas. I just haven't got the fields in front of me right now. But, yeah, I think uh, race one, Goodfellas for Deborah and Chris Lewis looks to be the best on the program. Okay, we get the cash early. Race one, number five. Always plenty to talk about. Really appreciate the time this morning, Matty, and we'll touch base next week. Cheers, guys.